Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the kleptomaniac Brent and the kleptocratic Forrest. An entire autocracy built upon theft. Exactly. Exactly. And you're just... You run a kleptocracy and there's a bunch of Brents in there stealing everything they can. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, not, right. not, like the, not the best way to go about running a nation, if I do Society. say so yep. myself. No, probably not. And speaking of stealing, we have a big announcement. You may have already noticed that we have a new logo. We've got a new podcast logo coming at you and it may or may not we can either confirm nor deny that the previous logo may or may not have violated someone's intellectual property rights <laughs> all we know can is that right now we can either confirm nor deny it yeah. but right now our new logo is intellectual property free we're not violating anybody's rights except our own and that's allowed there's also two additions of- there's the one with forest eyeliner, the other one without forest eyeliner, apparently. So, <laughs> yes, there's there's different varieties. Better download the one that's up right now that, to have the that one because it's coming down. Yeah, it'll be it'll be gone soon. It'll be gone forever. It'll be vintage. No more soon. forest eyeliner. But because our logo is now copyright clean, so to speak, we can offer for the first time ever none dare call it ordinary logo T-shirts and other merch items just head on down to merch.nundarecallitordinary.com and you'll be able to buy shirts and mugs and notebooks and anything else you'd like with our logo and our beautiful faces on it yeah tote bags wall art if you need you know a giant like five foot Mm -hmm. by five foot poster of our logo in your house you can get it now you can get it all right so What are we talking about today, Dylan? This week, we are talking about the new health craze that's hitting the beaches and hitting the churches, and that (laughs) is Christian yoga. Now, this is technically our first patron request, and that patron happens to be my fiance. This is something that she's encountered in her experience (laughs) as a yoga enthusiast. She's encountered these Christian yoga studios. And, you know, she brought it to our attention. We thought it was an incredible thing to cover. And so let's get into it. Before we cover Christian yoga, we need to understand why some Christians might not like yoga. You might think yoga is great. It's good for the health. It's you're getting your stretches in. But some Christians think it's a bit more nefarious than you've been led to believe. And a good source for this is The Atlantic actually reported on this phenomenon. And because there's plenty of Christians who have had all sorts of things to say. And so we just wanted to give you a nice little sampling of Christian opinion on yoga. One example comes from E.W. Jackson, who was a former candidate for Virginia's lieutenant governor. And he wrote this in his 2008 book, Ten Commandments to an Extraordinary Life. Quote, (laughs) when one hears the word meditation, It conjures an image of Maharishi Yoga talking about finding a mantra and striving for nirvana. The purpose of such meditation is to empty oneself. Satan 
is happy to invade the empty vacuum of your soul and possess it. <laughs> that is why people serve Satan without even knowing it or deciding to. But no one can be a child of God without making a decision to surrender to him. Beware of systems of spirituality which tell you to empty yourself. You will end up filled with something you probably do not want. Yeah, like an alien fungus. <laughs> it's just, something like that, yeah. I'm happy to see that Satan is a dialethist since, you know, there's an empty vacuum of your soul and yet he still can he's still able to possess it. So <laughs> yes. That's, that's pretty true. amazing. That's how powerful Satan is. He can control nothingness itself. It's truly incredible. <laughs> now, you might be thinking that this quote, it doesn't really directly criticize yoga. And the Atlantic's headline claims that E.W. Jackson is saying that, quote, yoga opens you to satanic possession. Uh, you might think maybe this is maybe this is fake news. And you would be right because oh. E.W. Jackson himself, according to a uh, another uh, news article here, he clarified these remarks at a, quote, unusual news conference saying, <laughs> quote, I do not believe that yoga leads to Satanism. Mm. One of my ministers is a yoga instructor. What I said was that Christian meditation does not involve emptying oneself, but filling oneself <laughs> with the spirit of God. That is classic biblical Christianity. So not Catholicism here. We're talking biblical okay. Christianity, <laughs> the good stuff, the good stuff. So this might be a bit of fake news is all I'm saying. But before, <laughs> before we leave Mr. Jackson, I, I do. I, I have to just say this. Something I've discovered is that, you know, he, he ran for lieutenant governor and he got all sorts of flag. He said all sorts of stuff about gay people and non-Christians and Muslims and Democrats, you know, the, the four horsemen. And his main line of defense when he was criticized about these is that all his statements were made in a, quote, ministry setting, which oh. apparently is a get out of jail free card. I had no idea. Ministry setting. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You always want to alienate people when you minister to them. It's a brilliant strategy and it works mm, every yeah. time. That's yeah, tough love, a tough love strategy. Mm -hmm. You kind of, you open them up, you open them up. It reminds me of uh, the YouTuber PewDiePie. Uh, he, you know, he's gotten flack for saying racist stuff. And one of his excuses is that it was a quote, heated gaming moment. Oh, so it's oh, kind of a okay. similar, it's a similar type of a get out of jail free card. So, you know, I, you know, church and gaming, those are the two areas where you can be a piece <laughs> of shit, I guess. Now, enough about that. Let's move on to our next thought leader. <laughs> R. Albert Moeller Jr., president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, also hits on this theme of yoga as mm -hmm. emptying oneself and how that conflicts with biblical Christianity. And don't, don't worry, we're going to get into what the Catholics believe, but right now we got to focus on biblical Christianity. So, Mister uh, Mister Junior here, I'm going to call him Mister Junior because that's the last thing yeah. in his name, Mister Junior. This is what he has to say about yoga. Quote: To a remarkable degree, the growing acceptance of yoga points to the retreat of biblical Christianity in the culture. Yoga begins and ends with an understanding of the body that is, to say the very least, at odds with the Christian understanding. Christians are not called to empty the mind or to see the human body as a means of connecting to and coming to know the divine. Believers are called to meditate upon the word of God, an external word that comes to us by divine revelation, not to meditate by means of incomprehensible syllables. Yeah, I much prefer the incomprehensible syllables of the Bible, especially mm. especially the um, yeah the book of Revelation. So I've heard of that. Check that out. It's a very first series. So continuing the quote. 
The bare fact is that yoga is a spiritual discipline by which the adherent is trained to use the body as a vehicle for achieving consciousness of the divine. Christians are called to look to Christ for all that we need and to obey Christ through obeying his word. We are not called to escape the consciousness of this world by achieving an elevated state of consciousness, but to follow Christ in the way of faithfulness. There is nothing wrong with physical exercise, thank God, and yoga positions in themselves are not the main issue. Uh, even the downward dog? is Even the downward dog. Um, you know, you call it the downward dog. I prefer to call it the Holy Trinity because, oh. I mean, you know, you're making a triangle there. Finishing out the quote. But these positions are teaching postures with a spiritual purpose. Christians who practice yoga are embracing or at minimum flirting with mm. a spiritual practice that threatens to transform their own spiritual lives into a post-Christian spiritually polyglot reality. Uh, uh, yeah, in this in this year country, we speak only Jesus gibberish. That's the, what we do. Mm. Get out of here with your polyglot devil tongues. That's just... Yeah, we cannot have that. Gross. I want my gibberish to be American. Yeah. But before we leave biblical Christianity, there's one more thought leader we have to consider, and that is Mark Driscoll from Mars Hill Church, who offers this question, quote, should Christians stay away from yoga because of its demonic roots? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Wait oh. for it. What's the answer? <laughs> totally. <laughs> yoga is demonic. Oh, if yeah. you just sign up for a little yoga class, you're signing up for a little demon class. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, little demon class is also what evangelicals call state-funded elementary schools. So that's oh. also true. There are little demons running around there. Yeah, so that is it for biblical Christianity. If you're only interested in what biblical Christianity has to say about this, you better turn off the podcast now because now <laughs> we've got to move into the Novus Ordo. We got to know what are those Roman Catholics <laughs> saying about all this? Well, none other than former Vatican chief exorcist Father Gabriel Amorth draws an ominous comparison to highlight just how terrifying yoga is. Quote. Practicing yoga is satanic. It leads to evil, just like reading Harry Potter. Well, the Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them series is thankfully Norvis Ordo approved. So that's good, oh, though. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, See, the kids, work. you know, the kids get to read something at least. Father Amorth even has a convincing argument. Yoga, after all, is a Hindu practice. And Hinduism is obviously satanic Duh. because it accepts reincarnation. You know, that's like another good reason why you don't want to, quote, empty yourself or, you know, open yourself up during yoga. You don't want some reincarnated individual jumping inside you by accident. That would <sighs> suck. And then you're just stuck in there. That's you don't want yeah. that. Even the top dog, Novus Ordo Antipope, John Paul II, warned <laughs> about yoga, saying that it can, quote, degenerate into a cult. Of the body. Well, anybody that's listened to the Mushroom Madness <laughs> series knows that I have degenerated into a cult of the body. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Literally. Yeah. So that is just a little taste of Christian opinion, negative opinion on yoga. But not all Christians are convinced that yoga is incompatible with Christianity. Yeah, I'm not convinced that, that they're real Christians, okay? Well, yeah, so. hold on, hold on. Let's hold your horses for a second. We got to work through this. All we right. got to work through all these high-level <laughs> ideas. 
Because starting in the mid-aughts, a number of Christian yoga studios began popping up, including Yahweh Yoga, Christ-Centered Yoga, Holy Yoga, and Yoga Faith. Those are the, some of the bigger, bigger ones that are kind of training people to open up their own studios. Yoga Faith offers Christian yoga training and certification for Christian yogis. Their motto is Jesus first, yoga second. <laughs> <laughs> and I would think a Christian would put a lot of other things second, but you know, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, like maybe um, Jesus first, family second. That would be uh, one suggestion. Oh, that is nice. Actually, if they're referring to the Jewish Jesus here, then that should be last, not first. Holy mother. Mm, God damn. Mm. Become a patron for $5 a yep. month if you understand that joke, because that is... Yeah, Christ confusing. first, Mary second. That should be the real model. Yeah. That's the real. That's uh, when Our Lady is God.com mm. is doing Christian yoga. Mm -hmm. That's how they're doing it. The founder of Yoga Faith, Michelle Thielen, came up with the idea for a Christian focused yoga studio after her annual 21 day fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's amazing what sorts of ideas you can come up with when starving oneself. Yeah, that's all it really takes. I mean, look at Joss Muheen. She's, you know, mm. real smart. Thielen was drawn to Mark 12, 30, quote, worship the Lord with all your might, with all your strength, with all your being. This, she says, is yoga faith. Mm, sounds like a cult of the body to me. A little bit. And no need to kind of sign up for a training session because you just got the whole thing, apparently, because <laughs> that's it. That's yoga faith, according to Thielen. The website also directly combats the literal Christian demonization of yoga with a blog post titled the Christian yoga myth. The article appears to have been taken down, but uh, thanks to the Wayback Machine, which deserves all your money, by the way, we are thankfully able to access it. Thielen begins by citing 1 Corinthians 10.31 and Colossians 3.23, which both say that whatever a Christian does, when they do it from the heart and for the glory of God, it is A-OK. -okay. And this, of course, includes yoga, um, it also includes being a Hindu or even a serial killer. So, you know, go wild. <laughs> wow. Anything. Yeah. Anything you can do. The yoga killer. Give us uh, money. Ooh. Netflix will make it. Sometimes I murder would. is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Downward death. The slaughter salutation. The article also cites Acts 1728, which seems to support yoga. Quote, oh. in him we move and breathe and have our oh, being. Obviously. But sadly, it's at this point. Okay. So, you know, I feel like yoga faith has got, you know, the the kind of the Christian yeah. opponents of yoga on the ropes, but they make a bit of a wrong turn. They make a bit of a rhetorical, <laughs> oh, no. rhetorical wrong here by adding this, quote, Paganism. the ancient... The ancient Vedic literature parallels many of these biblical principles. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, man. It's terrible. Yeah, see, this should, this should be the part you inhale and keep to yourself if you're trying to see <laughs> yoga not being a demonic conspiracy to get you to empty your soul and replace it with crystals and Ouija boards, i.e. the devil. That's what we're yes, trying yes, to yes. avoid, yoga right. faith. I, I would on. have avoided this. The article continues that instead of the, quote, Many modern day Christians who hang out with Jesus on Sunday and then go about their lives for the rest of the week, leaving Jesus back at church. Yoga faith thinks we should bring Christ at the center of our whole lives. 
whether practicing yoga or washing the dishes. I guess I was just unaware how it works. You hang out with Jesus while in the church, but when you leave, he's stuck at the church, bored with no one to keep him company, but the church janitor, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, uh, you know, Jesus is stuck because the church janitor clearly isn't giving him enough That's, prayer cover to yep, gather the strength yep. to open the like, door. If we if we had that young pastor in there, he would be out there in a second, you know, <laughs> strolling around the town, shopping in all the little shops in the downtown area. Yep, Frank Preddy knows. Further, our chaotic lives can serve to block communication with God, as can the second heaven, as oh, yeah. we learned in our oh, yeah. spiritual warfare series. And the stillness of yoga can help unclog that blockage. As the article challenges, quote, inhale him, exhale you. I double dog dare you. They just went with uh, I double God dare you. But, mm. Mm. See, no, 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 no. They're trying to avoid that whole Hindu polytheism thing. So they don't need to imply mm. there is more than one God. It's the last <laughs> thing we need right now. In short, Yoga Faith argues that yoga is compatible with Christianity when the intention is in the right place. The Bible calls on Christians to meditate on the word of God. Why not do that while doing the downward dog? You know, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. The double dog yoga pose is basically forming a pyramid um, with your body. If you just look at pictures, it sounds demonic to me. It looks demonic. It is demonic. That's but what no, I see, maybe to you, see, it, to me, it, it's like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. We already talked about this. As long as it's not the uh, damned 666 fired God Jesuit. Well, Trinity, ob- then that, obviously, okay. it's not going to be that. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I, who do you think I am? Also, just for clarity's sake, when Yoga Faith argues that yoga is compatible with Christianity when the intention is in the right place, they don't mean within crystals. Oh, that's God. That's the point. Yeah. That is the that is in the wrong place. A hundred percent. I'm glad you cleared that up. Now, that's all well and good that there are these Christian yogis who think that yoga isn't satanic or demonic or even, God forbid, Hindu. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That it's perfectly compatible with Christianity. But I have a feeling that you aren't impressed Mm. with these arguments. I am. Well, so everyone except Forrest, let's say Uh. that you enjoy the physical workout yoga provides but have also learned that yoga is sadly a new age satanic demonic trap with quote questionable Hindu underpinnings <laughs> to empty your soul and place a baby demon inside. What <laughs> is a health conscious Christian to do? Thankfully, there is now a Christian alternative to yoga developed by quote actress, singer, public speaker, personal trainer, and author, Dr. Laurette Willis praise moves and Praise Moves is trademarked, by the way, which is a bit of an interesting uh, fact we're going to see. You know, it's it, what's what's up with these these names? So it's like what, Yoga Faith, Praise Moves, and there's no space in between. They just shove it all together. Oh, yeah, it's got to be why. shoved together. They all they all have to be branding. Okay. It's branding. OK, OK. Well, see, it's kind of like, um, you know, like when you're dancing and you got to mm-hmm. leave space for the Lord. Like there was that whole like kind of a shorthand, oh. so you're not getting too close. Yeah. But it's the opposite, yeah. so you don't want to leave space for Satan. Oh, okay, I think that's that why sense. the praise and the moves have to okay. have to stay Thank together. You. Not I even in your brand name do you want right. space for Satan. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And don't think that Lorette Willis doesn't know what she's talking about because for 22 years. She practiced yoga and new age spirituality before converting to Christianity. She has seen the demonic damage firsthand. You know, she must be highly decorated general in the spiritual army at this point. I mean, oh, oh, she has to be for sure. Yeah. 
Bit of a traitor, though. Bit of a traitor to the New Age movement. Yeah, yeah whatever. To the New Age army. Bit of a traitor, so. Uh, yeah, but uh, they deserve it. It's like being a traitor to Hitler. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Brent. All those that's many years weird. ago, I dug up her demonic yoga stuff, and now I'm going to have her deplatformed and fired. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Taking that shit yeah. up. Willis's mother was a yoga instructor, and Willis herself acted as a demonstration model. Because she did not have a strong Christian background, the seduction of yoga captured her soul and led her down a dark path. Quote, We didn't know about living the victorious Christian life. We were not aware of the deception that is inherent within yoga and its connections to Hinduism. It seemed so spiritual, so it was fulfilling a void that was in our lives. I have found that any part of our lives that is not submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ is an open door for the enemy. As I look back, that was the open door to the new age for us. We began getting into Edgar Casey, Ouija boards, <gasps> crystals, and all kinds of things. You know, we should put out an under call ordinary Ouija board with charged crystals as the piece. So, oh. Yeah. Can you even imagine the dangers of playing with something like that, though? I mean, I don't know. I that's I, I know, think, that's probably too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to get sued. Not bad. Yeah. You know, idea. Yeah. Just ignore it. If, I mean, if if we could somehow only sell it to people who sign an extensive waiver, True. that might be a way to get around all this. Okay, and a Paul Potter like clause that you are not to use this Ouija board yeah. for any purposes whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no spirit mongering. Right, right. Under yeah, any no circumstances. And so, not only does Willis understand that yoga is just a direct portal to to Ouija boards and and other truly evil things. She has a deeper grasp of just what's wrong with yoga. We've talked about these other Christian thought leaders who they, they don't really know what yoga is all about. Willis does. And she understands that the problem isn't just the belief system that yoga is wrapped up in. It's the postures themselves. Mm. Quote, these are postures that are offered to the 330 million Hindu gods. Yoga <laughs> wow. postures really are. They are offerings to the gods. If you do these postures and you do this breathing technique and this meditation, then you will be accepted by a god, little g. That's the real danger. That'd be an adorable cartoon. Little gods and little demons. Oh, that would be nice. I believe uh, Little Angels and Little Demons is actually Dan Brown's first children's book. Mm. So uh, be uh, on the lookout for that in your local uh, bookstore. So just to be clear about what Willis is saying, She's saying that just like a Ouija board or a seance, putting your body into the downward dog posture or cow pose opens a channel to a demonic Hindu god, which apparently exists for Christians. <laughs> so with this in mind, everyone, you need to be careful when you bend over to pick up something off the floor because you might unwittingly contort into one of these evil postures. Because <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah, you know, even if you drop something on the floor, you leave it there. You leave mm, it there. Yep, never yep. tie your shoes ever. Walk around with them untied. Never pick up your little dog. Oh, You let them lay there trapped in all your clutter, starving to death. Live a holy oh, life, people. I, um, you know, I hate to do this, but our lawyer and also our conscience yeah. require us to remind you to please pet your mm. dog regularly and feed them an appropriate diet. Another concern Willis has is the practice of pranayama breathing. This practice involves manipulating your prana or life force. Of course, Willis recognizes all this for what it really is. Quote, pranayama breathing is a dangerous thing 
because I think that we are coming out from under the blood of Jesus when we do stuff like that. And we are no match for the enemy in those areas. I think of what Paul said in Ephesians 2, 2, that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. We are not talking about oxygen. That's right. Carbon dioxide. There's too much of it in the air. It's too much of it in the air. That's it's, it's true. Uh, also, I, I, I love this phrase coming out from under the blood of Jesus. Like the Eucharist yeah. is a rainstorm that you need an umbrella for. You go oh, coming out from <laughs> from under the blood of Christ. Cloudy with a slight chance of the blood of Jesus. Oh, God. Now that <laughs> that's the book of Revelation right there. <laughs> now, again, to clarify, to make sure everyone we're all on the same page here. The problem isn't that prana doesn't exist or is not a component of Christian belief. The problem is that prana totally does exist, but is commanded by Satan. And I'm beginning to think that Willis might be a Hindu, but just doesn't know it. So she might be right. I think all that yoga. Breatharian. She could be a breatharian too. Who knows? Self-hating Hindu. Perhaps more dangerous than praying to Hindu gods that exist and manipulating your prana, which also exist is a clearly and obviously essential component of yoga that anyone who has ever done yoga has always experienced. (laughs) And that is astral travel. Every time. Quote, I wonder what those experiences when I left my body, what got in there when I was gone? As a Christian with the Holy Spirit in there, we are not going to be possessed, I don't think. But one could easily be oppressed. Let's fucking hope it's not the Holy Spirit. And you mean the Holy Ghost, I think, Dylan. Well, that's this is just a quote. I mean, this is what Willis is saying. So, yeah, that's you know, true. I hope Willis, if you're listening to this, because I know you're a listener, go to OurLadyIsGod.com. You, you have time to turn this whole thing around. You can wear the brown scapular. It's going to be great. Yeah. So far, the website traffic has what the creator and like one or two people. And I think those are all us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, to let everyone know. So I asked my fiance about this whole astral travel thing. And she told me that she yeah. has never once encountered astral travel being promoted before, yeah. during, or after yoga. Sadly, I think this just means she's part of the demonic conspiracy to empty <laughs> out Christian souls through a series of stretches. So I don't know if <laughs> I can sucks, trust man. her. I'm sorry. Yeah, do your, you're going to have to do your own research <laughs> on problem. this one. Now, of course, you could be lucky enough to have enough prayer cover to build up your spiritual armor so that you, quote, Don't fall prey to the spiritual deception that's being taught during yoga class. But it's not just you you have to think about. Quote, Willis pleads in all seriousness for you to please consider a younger believer or weaker Christian who is watching your lifestyle. If you go to a yoga class, chances are they might be inspired to go also. And they could fall completely off track in their walk with God. Now, but why can't yoga be transformed. I mean, let's look at yoga faith or Yahweh yoga. What about Christian yoga? Well, Willis is not buying it. Quote, Christian yoga is an oxymoron. It is like saying someone is a Christian Buddhist or a Christian Hindu. That's right. Buddhists and yoga are the same word. Exactly. And I mean, this makes sense, except Willis herself appears to be a Christian Hindu. So, I mean, I'm getting kind of mixed messages here. I feel like if you, also, just, if you just merge the two words into one for your brand, then there's no space for Satan. In yeah. this one. <laughs> now, enough criticism of yoga, because, you know, again, we've got an alternative now. We have a Christian alternative to yoga. Praise moves again. One, you know, one word, no space in between praise and moves to let a little demon baby in there. <laughs> 
Willis even knows exactly when she came up with the idea. February 25th, 2001 at 1035 a.m. Quote, Willis was contemplating in prayer an idea for a form of exercise besides aerobics that wouldn't be yoga, but that would be gentler on her 40-something body. I thought that something would involve stretching and praising and moving in scripture, and suddenly the idea of praise moves, TM, came. I think the market for this is sort of wide open. Um, I'm, I'm going to start one of these, but this I'm going to include speaking in tongues in my regimen because that's uh, even more spiritual stretching. So that's get the get the, the tongue loosed. You got to get Pentecost in there. Yeah. Pentecost grooves, <laughs> you know, something along those lines. So what is praise moves exactly? Basically, it's a series of stretches with the Bible verse attached to each. But it's not yoga. Yeah. It's definitely not yoga. Okay. But as simple as that sounds, Willis thinks it's a vital combination for the serious Christian. Quote, Willis believes that as Christians, we should view exercise as something that can and should be godly. After all, the term godly fitness is part of the title of her latest book. What exactly does godly fitness look like at its most basic level? Whatever we do, we do as unto the Lord by focusing on him, by realizing that this is not a cult of the body. I am not trying to get my body to look a certain way to meet the world standards. I want to be a fit witness for him. Oh. That's right. You definitely want to look and feel your best physically when telling people if they don't accept Jesus, they will burn in hell forever. You just want to look your best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want people to think, you know, when you go to the gym, right? And people are working really hard to like lose weight, to mm -hmm. be fit. It would really suck if you died then and there. And that all went to waste because, you know, in heaven, the devil's just going to make you fat again. I that's mean, that's true. just going to come with the package. That's true. So do you want to be swole forever? Then you better accept swole Christ. for the Lord. Yeah. Now, as you probably have guessed, we just had to go to the Praise Moves website and see, you know, to get really, you know, the truth. We didn't want an interview. We don't want that. We want to know the website. And the first thing that you're greeted with when you go to the Praise Moves website is the perfect distillation of this entire episode. <laughs> a pop-up ad to trade your email address for Willis's ebook titled The Truth About Yoga, Peaceful Practice or Dangerous Deception. <laughs> the ad includes five questions for the discerning, health-conscious Christian. I should also add that I'm going to read these as they are written, including question marks, exclamation points, Ooh. and capitalizations. Like a Trump tweet. Got it. Is yoga trying to ruin Christianity? <laughs> yoga poses are offerings to what? What? The Lord of yoga is who? <laughs> There's no such thing as Christian yoga. <laughs> there is a Christ-centered alternative. <laughs> and if, if this isn't all scary enough, especially with the bizarre capitalization scheme going on here, the ad is literally, quote, Powered by pop-up domination. That is the company that created this ad. Oh, my God. In other words, pop-up demon, I guess. Yeah, it's terrifying. So on this website, you can search for classes in your area. And a little fun fact, you know, I was looking to see if I could, uh, you know, get into a Praise Moose class. Um, and there are just as many instructors in Michigan as there are in Alaska, which seems oh. a bit unequal. A zero? And as far as... As far as I can, no, there's two, two. Okay. As far as I can tell, 
All class offerings are email-based only. There's oh. no public records for classes or anything like that. And these instructors are called CPIs, Certified Praise Moves Instructors. Now, it's almost like Praise Moves is more about just selling DVDs and books oh. and no. providing paid training to hapless dupes no. than they are to developing actual Praise Moves Studio, a la a uh -uh. classic pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. But, you know, do your own <laughs> research. We're going to say it again and again and again. That is always the key takeaway from every NDCIO episode. Do your own mm -hmm. research. Always exactly. the best thing to do. And the best part about Praise Moves is that all their DVDs and books and training are provided by Willis Ministries International, a 501c3 tax-deductible ministry. Yeah. So Willis ain't paying taxes on any of this shit. Oh, my yeah. God. It is a fitness ministry, which is great. <laughs> so what's the final word on all this? Well, ironically... There was one anti-yoga Christian who I think just had the best argument in this whole saga. Quote, it's one of those things like Christmas and Easter, which once was pagan, but now has been co-opted for Christian worship. Oh, and that seems <laughs> yeah. like exactly right. But for whatever reason, she opted not to address this argument. I don't know why. <laughs> because she's an anti-Hindu bigot. I don't know. That's in, that's impossible. But the one thing that keeps popping up over and over again is a very important question. Namely, is Christian yoga really yoga? Metaphysics time. In metaphysics yeah. time. And I think Garen's yeah. Frank Ruda, the author of the above Atlantic article, says it best, quote, either yoga is presented as an ancient spiritual practice conducted through the body and as such one that can conflict with the religious tenets of other faiths, especially their fundamentalist strains, or it is assimilated into the competitive athletic cult of the body shorn of its spiritual underpinnings and significance and turned into something like Indian Pilates. And on that note, we are done with our episode on Christian yoga. So Brent Forrest, what did you think about today's episode? What most stuck out to you? Well, I've actually done yoga before. In fact, it happened to be Christian yoga, not Christian yoga, but there's something kind of relevant to that. It was in Indiana. So I think I was, you know, trying to do yoga, but I can't breathe because my lungs are filled we with know fungus. About, we know about that from Les. Yeah. yeah. And um, the yoga instructor had to like leave for one of the sessions and she had someone else do the yoga session instead. And mm -hmm. they normally do what's called the sun salutation. But this time she said you do the moon salutation, right? And when oh, the boy. normal yoga instructor came back and she was told they did the moon salutation, she like freaked out and said that's like demonic- <laughs> Oh my That's, God. It's satanic. It's, it will poison your mind. And now we have to do oh. all these other crazy things to reverse to undo it. the damage of the moon salutation. The so she was very, she was very, very insistent on that. I think she had everyone like wash their hands with tr uh, tea yeah, tree I, oil too. The moon so. is getting, the moon is getting yeah. a lot of, a lot of flack. The moon's good. The moon's important. I'm looking at the moon right out my window now. Yeah, I like the moon. Moon's awesome. Yeah, I like, I like the moon personally, but you know. Yeah, moon's amazing. Um, I'm just curious why, I mean, you know, this is the Christian yoga. Is there like a Muslim yoga? That is a good question. I mean, that would be interesting. It seems like there's even into. more. They have a prayer mat. Yeah, it seems like Muslim prayer is much more active. Right. And so yeah. you could definitely, I mean, it seems you that there's a much that easier connection there. What about you, Dylan? Anything? Anything I think at all? the thing that Any struck me really is this kind of final idea. Like there's this idea of like, you know, what's the real 
yoga. That kind of came up over and over again. And it's the same dumb, like culture war politic argument that we see time and time again. You know, is it real yoga? Is it really marriage? You know, is it, you know, what is gender really? You know, yeah. what is, you know, is it really milk or is it just nut beverage? Right. It, it's right. just the same stupid thing that keeps coming. Bad up. metaphysics. Bad metaphysics. Bad metaphysics. I call it pathological metaphysics. I coined that. Yeah, it is. It, but it yeah, is. Bad metaphysics. It is pathological. And it's just this idea that like, like we can answer. I mean, so obviously this is a silly example, but you know, it comes up with gay marriage. It's, you know, right now it's coming up with kind of transgender rights issues. Like these are normative questions, like how we modify our concepts or whether we change them or, you know, decide to keep them the same. These are normative questions. It's not like the dictionary can tell us how we ought to live our lives. And I, I, what I like about this case is that it's a fairly silly example that people aren't getting stoned to death over or, you know, murdered over. Um, But there's other cases with kind of gay marriage, with transgender rights issues, where people are getting murdered over equally silly and stupid arguments. And on that fun, fun note, (laughs) we are done with our episode on Christian yoga. And go stretch. And we are done. Thank you for listening to this episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary. If you would also like to hear our weekly bonus episodes, just become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. And you don't even have to be a patron to get access to all that fun stuff. You can also reach us by email at ordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served.